Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Amr Masechus Brachas is Mem Bez Amr Aleph 42a. We're going to begin the top line of the page. Bez is Hashem. We're going to have two sections in today's learning. So we begin with the section talking about Pasababakistan. Pasababakistan, we spoke about briefly in the previous Amud, is a type of grain product that is not bred in the classic sense that would necessitate hamotzi and birkas hamazon, but is rather a snack food type of bread. And as the Gemara here will explain to us, it's not necessarily completely excluded from the category of bread, hence the name Pasababakistan. So the first story the Gemara tells us is that Rav Huna ate. 13, third of a kav of these rolls of Pasababakistan, and he didn't say Birkas Hamazan. So Rav Nachman instructed him that he actually would be chayev to make Hamotzi and Birkas Hamazan because this is a measure of this Pasababakistan, this snack food bread, that people would be Kovea Seudu would establish as a meal, and therefore he would have to make Hamotzi and Birkas Hamazan. The only time Mizonas and Alamechia is sufficient is if you eat it as a snack. But if you're eating such a large amount, you'd have to make a motzi and birkas hamazon. Rav Yehuda testified in the name of Shmuel's Rebbe that if the roll, or lachmanios as the Gemara calls it, is indeed considered a bread item that people use as kfiyah su'uda, so that's, that's bread, and you have to make a motzi and birkas hamazon if you ate the sufficient amount. But otherwise, if it's not necessarily the, a food item that they're kfiyah su'uda on, but it is a snack food bread like pasababakisnin, so then you'd make a mizonos unless, again, you had the sufficient amount to make yuchayef in hamotzi and birkas hamazon. Now, Lemaisa, some of Farshim learned, some of the poskim say that it could be as small as three or four beitzim, egg-sized amounts of pasababakistin to be considered kaviyah seuda, which is not so much, and therefore you actually would have to make hamotzi and birkas hamazon when you eat certain food, uh, certain pasababakistin items, even though, again, it's not classical bread as we spoke out. Moving on to the second section. Gemara now discusses which actions at the end of a meal would be considered a finale of the meal. And because of that, you can't eat. Now Rashi learns it means you can't eat and you'll have to do birka samoz and make a new bracha rishona and then eat whatever that food item is. Tosfus learns it means you can't eat with a new, without a new bracha rishona as you've disconnected from the initial bracha rishona with your hesachadas because of a certain action. But you could do that and then eat before Birkas HaMazan, whatever that item is, according to Tosfos. So now, Rav Papa, the Gemara tells us, ate after the meal was over, because he held the end of the meal is the removal of, Rashi learns the bread from the table, Tosfos learns the table itself. And that hadn't happened yet. Rava held that even if the table was removed, since they were reliant on the Das Balabayas, who was the Reish Galusa, who, would have ju- who just sent them a portion of food, so even though the table was removed and seemingly that would symbolize the end of the meal, they could still eat because they were reliant on the das of the homeowner, in this case the Reish Galusa. Rav and Rav Kahana held that those who usually would anoint their hands with oil, apparently to give a good smell or to remove the food items from their fingers at the end of the meal, that would signify the end. So even if they've removed the table, taken off the bread for example, if they hadn't done that process, it wouldn't be considered a finale of the meal. The Gemara Paskins Lamaisa, that the finale of the meal is considered when you do Mayim Achronim. As the Gemara illustrates, there's three tekifos, there's three things that have to be immediately after another. 
after the smicha, relying, uh, leaning, leaning on the animal, one's supposed to do the shechita. After geula, which is the shema, one is supposed to say shmona esrei, tefillah. And after nitila, which the Gemara interprets here to mean mayam achronim, you're supposed to do birkas hamazon. That would be considered the end of the meal. The Gemara adds a fourth, which is that, uh, that near talmidei chachamim, people who host talmidei chachamim, there is bracha associated, that they will receive blessings. Tosfus adds, in addition to mayam achronim, is even if you haven't done mayam achronim, but you've said havlan v'nivrich, or as Ashkenazim say, rabosai nevorech, rabosai mevelen benchin, which is the initiative to bench, that would also symbolize the end of the meal, and you wouldn't be allowed to eat, again, like Tosfus learns, without a new bracha rishona. We're stopping here at the Mishnah, towards the bottom of Membez Muralif. Be'ezvus Hashem will pick up with the Membez Amud Bez tomorrow. In the meantime, everyone have a wonderful day.